Welcome to The Sip List, the podcast where we drink wine and count down our top five favorites of all the things, including movies, music, TV shows, books, and more. The Sip List does not claim ownership of any clips used in this episode, as any film, TV, or sound clips are owned by the original copyright holders. Additionally, this podcast does contain spoilers, so please be aware. This show does also contain explicit content, so please keep that in mind as you are playing it wherever you are, work, car, etc. Thank you and enjoy the episode. everybody welcome back to the sip list the podcast where we drink wine or whatever and uh, count down our top five favorites of all the things i'm your host amanda and um i've got a new person with me tonight which i'm super excited about but first we'll introduce the regular because he's not that important just kidding (laughs) (laughs) hi casey (laughs) love you mean it hi I don't know if I want to be on this damn show anymore. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. But I am Casey. I am the host of An Evening at the Movies along with somebody else who's very insignificant in my life. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. But, yes, I am very excited to be here and talk about the subject matter that we are talking about tonight. It will be fun. Agreed. Um, so we do have a new guest Patrick from the Vintage Video Podcast, which I'm very excited about, and I have to talk to you about one of your posts in a minute, but first, introduce yourself to the people. Hi, my name is Patrick O'Reilly. I co-host the Vintage Video Podcast with my wife, Jessica, and my good friend, Richard, and we're reviewing the 1980s chronologically top to bottom, trying to cover every wide release of the entire decade. That's amazing. I mean, that... You're going to have content for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I uh, definitely beyond the end of our lives at the rate we're going. <laughs> so yeah. It's not going to so, be possible. I saw your um, pinned tweet, which, by the way, I love the graphics. Like, it's so 80s. Oh, the calendar? Video, like, yeah, so um, that you were doing the portion of 1981. And have you released the review of Halloween 2? Yes, that one's okay. up now. Yeah. I'm going to have to go listen to that. I just saw that tweet and I was like, ooh. I was... Yeah, there's only, there's only a couple left from our current calendar, and then we have to post to ju- the July, August, September calendar. So Nice. So how long have you been in 1981? Uh, 1981, we started at the beginning of 2021. We did all of 1980 oh, wow. within 2020. Okay. And okay. Uh, it's taken us about three years to finish 1981. And the calendar that we have right now for 1982 says it's going to take five years. So it's uh it's it's an adventure yeah Yeah. for sure uh yeah i'm not even gonna lie just imagine getting to 1984 when you start getting into all the stuff that came out in 84 well that's the problem there's more every year yeah yeah Yeah. 
and it arguably or not arguably 1984 is the best year of film in the 80s so yeah that's, that's possible there's there's definitely a huge jump from 81 just to 82 even like mm-hmm. i've already watched ahead a little bit and the and the quality is it just increases dramatically in the middle of the decade yeah well i'm i'm gonna just because i'm this out there if you don't do have guests and you want somebody for a 1984 movie or any 80s movies actually but 84 <laughs> had some fucking bangers so yeah i'm yeah. always available <laughs> well i'm i'm definitely we're trying to figure out a better way to do remote records so far we've only done stuff with with people in person um but we're That's we're fun. trying to coordinate that yeah so yeah. I, I would like to be able to do this 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 seems really fun the way you have yeah. it set up here i mean it's it's definitely nice i mean i don't actually casey is on your coast he's on the west coast he's in washington i'm in texas so you know it's like this is the way to do it but i yeah, feel like yeah. in person would be fun too um quick takeaway what was this your first time watching halloween too first of all for me yes it was yeah i actually hadn't seen okay. any of the halloween movies before we sat down to review halloween too so you didn't watch the original first no i went through the whole oh, okay. series before we reviewed it nice what did you think of halloween too I always um, love to ask I, people who haven't seen it before. <laughs> I I think I enjoyed it. I think I liked it a little bit more than Halloween one, um, just because it's uh, got a little bit of extra craziness to it. You know, there there weren't mm-hmm. as many car explosions in the first one, so um, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it goes it goes a little nuts, and uh, all the stuff at the hospital I think is great. Um, so scary. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, that movie terrified me of hospitals. I had to stay in the hospital my senior year of high school. So I was basically grown. I was still yeah. so terrified. I was like, it gets so quiet at night. And it's dark. And I'm like, Michael Myers is going to get me out here all by myself. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, that was the most confusing part, though, is that the lights seem to be off 24 hours at this hospital. <laughs> There's like nobody working there at all. It's, well, it's... he he cut the power off. And so they had a right, generator. But it's like a 10 story building that seems to have three employees. <laughs> Yeah, I know. That's the most unplausible thing about that. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's like, okay, there were babies in the nursery. Did they just all die when the hospital blew up? Like, I hate yeah, that part. I guess. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's well, dangerous. Awesome. Right? Sorry, I'm obsessed with Halloween. It's my favorite movie franchise of all time. <laughs> Casey's is Nightmare on Elm Street, so we argue. But Well, I I'm think- Friday the 13th, so oh, everybody's well, there you accounted go. for it. Ooh. I'm literally right smack dab in the middle of a huge ass freaking binge on Friday the 13th, and I'm just now getting to my least favorite favorite part of the franchise. <laughs> Are you to Jason X yet? Oh my god. Jason no, X is so bad at I, I literally stopped right at Boats and Hose and Jason because <laughs> that's all I can handle. I mean, one that's through awesome. seven, I'm fine. You start advertising Jason taking Manhattan and then he doesn't get to Manhattan until seven minutes before the end of the movie. False advertisement. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. At least Jason X, you get the space part right away. So you know what's going down. Yeah. It delivers on the promise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Unlike Halloween ends. <clears throat> Bullshit. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we're not getting into that. So. Um, we are here to do in honor of your 80s podcast. And of course, Casey and I grew up in the 80s. And I don't know how old you are, but um, 80s is like my jam. So we are yeah, doing yeah. top five 80s rom-coms. Um, 
for anybody who's interested, we did do 80s rom-coms on our Mass Debaters drafts. So we did do um, drafts of 80s rom-coms. So we got to talk about a lot of movies. This was really difficult. Um, but yeah, we're going to see where we all went. But first, Casey, are you sipping on anything this lovely Sunday evening? No, it is too damn muggy in the state of Washington for any kind of sipping right now. I don't want to hear it. It it was 97 right. degrees today with like 80% humidity. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And we did yard work. I wanted to kill myself. All right. Not really, but it was bad. <laughs> um, Patrick, where are you located? I'm actually in the greater Los Angeles area. So. Oh, nice. Okay. It's probably hey. hotter in LA than it is here. Well, we're we're about an hour north of, of LA proper, so it's a, a little cooler. We're closer to the coast on this side. So that's nice. I'm jealous. Nice. I love California. <laughs> um, are, are you sipping on anything tonight, Patrick? I am not. I apologize. I, I should that have uh, prepared okay. that beverage. No. <laughs> there is no pressure. Um Honestly, like when I first started the show, I really wanted to like talk about all the different wines and like promote them and maybe somebody would sponsor me. And then I kind of went away from that. So now I'm trying to like, hey, go back. Work to it back it. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like if I keep drink drinking and tagging 19 crimes enough, maybe they'll sponsor me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not what I have tonight. I have my wine, my right meow cup in honor of my late kitty cat, my black cat, Kiwi. Okay, sorry. I saw a video. Church. I saw a video of her earlier, and I got all sad. Um, what am I drinking? Alamos Malbec. It's like ten bucks a bottle. If you like Malbec, it's very smooth, uh, very uh, budget friendly, and very delicious. So, if you're a fan of red or Malbec, definitely check it out. Cool. All right. Now it is time for sip lips, and. Patrick, I know you've listened to the show, but this is your first time, so you are being indoctrinated into the club, so you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you can't, if whoever can't think of something for any reason, there's a button you could click to optimize it, um, but obviously if you can think of something naughty or better in my opinion, but you know, whatever. Um, this one is, so I had a website I've used I started the show and all of a sudden it's no longer available. Luckily, I was able to find another one. So the, the options are a little bit different, but this one is called Going to the Movies. So, um, Patrick, I'm going to let you start with um, the name of a person. Any person. Any person. It could be a regular person, a famous person, a, I don't Keanu know, whatever Reeves. you want. Ooh. Okay. Casey, you also get the name of a person. Eddie Murphy. Okay. <laughs> uh, movie for me. Ooh. Not going to go with a rom-com. I'm going to actually I'm going to go with Halloween too. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. You would. Okay. So the next one is an adjective. Um, so in case you don't know, Patrick, our rule is that it has to be certifiably fuckable. It's a way old joke, but we've decided that <laughs> adjective always has to be here. 
All right. So now, Patrick, for you, a verb. A verb. Um, exploding. Ooh. Or to explode. Explode. Yeah. Okay. Casey, a noun. Nipple clamp. Nice. <laughs> a candy. Ooh. Mm. Mm. I'm going to go with junior mints. <laughs> One of my favorite. <laughs> what? Look at your screen. Oh. Oh, Twizzlers. Sorry, when <laughs> I'm doing this, I can't see you guys. I'm on a different screen. <laughs> oh. Okay. My bad. Uh, where am I? Pat and Twizzlers are nasty. Anyway, Patrick, a food. <laughs> um, a food. A cheeseburger. Ooh, yum. Okay, uh, Casey, a verb. Defenestrate. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> verb for me. I mean, yeah, with fuck, it's the obvious one. Okay, <laughs> uh, Patrick, a verb. Uh, delete. Ooh. Okay, Casey, an adjective. Blue. Oh my God. I really thought that's what you were going to say. How weird is that? <laughs> <laughs> kind of like our screen names that we did totally didn't plan with each other and they go together. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Adjective for me, I'm going to say sweaty. Okay, Patrick, an adjective? Upside down. Ooh. A good one. And lastly, Casey, an adjective. Endowed. Nice. Oh my God. Speaking of food, <laughs> we literally had tacos tonight because yesterday I watched the South Park episode <laughs> with the JLo hand puppet. <laughs> That's all I've been thinking about tacos all day. Like, I love you so much. You almost make me forget about tacos. <laughs> taco, taco, burrito. Okay. That that episode is so horribly awful, but it's amazing. Okay. Here we go. Going to the movies. I went to the movies yesterday with Keanu Reeves and Eddie Murphy. Score? We saw Halloween 2. It was certifiably fuckable. <laughs> <laughs> At one point, I even exploded and ran for the nipple clamp. Okay. That's fair. During the move, we ate movie. During the movie, we ate junior mints and cheeseburgers. I got mad because the person sitting behind me kept defenestrating during the movie and wouldn't stop fucking. Okay. This, okay, never mind. He was asked to leave after he deleted across the theater it was pretty blue overall i liked the movie because it was sweaty <laughs> and the main and the main character was super upside down hmm. hopefully next time the people sitting behind me will be more endowed i mean is that a bad thing like i don't know okay so this one is weird because it doesn't it doesn't give you the tense of the or the so like 
explode. That really should have oh, been. Oh, sure, yeah. It should have been verb ending in ed, but instead it just said right. verb. But luckily, I'm smart enough to do it on the fly. Huh. Okay. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Top five 80s rom coms. Um, there's definitely a lot to choose from. There's a lot of obvious ones. I personally picked some that I I try to pick stuff I haven't talked about on my show before very much um, because there's just so many good ones. But I went a little different with mine. I didn't pick some of the super obvious ones, so we'll see. Um, normally, we do the thing where we guess how many we'll have in common. Casey, you look like a fool. <laughs> <laughs> um. Obviously, Patrick, we don't know you, you don't know us, but would you like to guess how many you might have in common with one of us? Or both I, of us? Like you said, uh, I was trying to avoid the, the more obvious ones, but a couple of them are obvious because they're great. So mm -hmm. um, I'll, I'll be shocked if we don't have at least two in common, possibly three. Okay. Casey? Two. Okay. I think two as well. I mean, especially if, you know, I, I don't know. There's just, it's so hard to choose. So, um, Patrick, you're the guest. So we're going to let you start first with your number five. What do you got? All right. For number five, I'm starting with uh, Heather's 1988. Um, nice. Because I feel like uh, as, a, as a romantic comedy, it's also kind of like the alternative version of a romantic comedy. It's a little bit off kilter from, from the regular mainstream stuff, but still mm -hmm. very much a romantic comedy. And everybody is wonderful in it. It's just, it's timeless. It holds up. It's really, really funny. And uh, it's one of those, you know, you never turn it off when you, when you catch it midstream on television. Very true. How very. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I thought about Heather's, but I guess to me, it's more of a dark comedy than a rom-com. Right, but yeah. I, I get what you're saying. But also one of my favorite phrases of all time is from that movie. Fuck me gently with a chainsaw. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I did not have Heather's, but I did think of it. Um, yeah. Great pick. Casey, did you have that one? Number it's five. Number five? Nice. Yep. <laughs> you guys got one. In this always happens. Casey always has more in common with the new guests than I do. <laughs> That's okay. All right. Sympatico. Well, yeah, right. I thought we were simpatico. Evidently <laughs> <laughs> um, not. Well, look at the damn display names. Well, true. <laughs> so for people who can't see us, I chose the screen name Cindy Mancini, and Casey chose Ronald the Lomboy Miller. We did not plan that. <laughs> Nor are we romantically entwined in any way. So. <laughs> Ew, no. Yeah. Ew, ew, ew. Anyway. Uh, Casey, do you have anything else to say about Heather's other than it's fucking amazing? <laughs> it is an amazing movie. Um, for those of you who know and have listened to me spout off a lot on the simplest and an evening at the movies, you know, I like dark and twisted stuff and that's exactly what you get from watching Heather's. It's dark, twisted, funny. Everything you need for a rom-com all rolled into one. Um, have you have either of you seen the Heather's musical? Mm -mm. I highly recommend it. It's it's there's an, garb, this entire song about. Oh, what? Ooh. 
the TV show. Oh, I didn't see that. Um, there's Don't a whole song about Martha Dump Truck. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely heard clips of that before. Okay. Um, all right. So my number five is, for some reason, a movie I feel like not a lot of people have seen. In fact, other than me and my brother, I have never met another person who has seen this movie. But I watched it. Casey, I don't think you said you haven't seen it. Unless you've watched it since we talked about it. It is from 1985, starring a very young Kelly Preston and Lori Loughlin. Um, Secret Admirer. I don't even know this no. one. Yeah, nobody knows this movie. And it is amazing. So basically, it is about um, this guy. Um, oh, who plays the guy? Uh, what's his name? Why Uncle am I Jesse. blanking? No, it's not Uncle Jesse. Um, <laughs> I am blanking on his name right now. C. Thomas Howell. Thank you. Oh, okay. So basically, he is in love with this super hot, beautiful girl at his school, Kelly Preston. And the other girl is his best friend who is friends with the other girl. And he decides he wants to write this girl love letters. And so he asks his best friend to deliver the letters to the girl and the best friend's like these letters suck so she rewrites the letters before she gives them and so they fall in love based over letters that he didn't even write her and then obviously really it's him and the best friend are in love with each other but anyway it's so funny it's so cute um lots it of almost sounded like it was going to go the other way where the girls ended up together <laughs> because <laughs> the, she's doing such a good job as like the Cyrano that she that she right. actually wins the heart of the girl exactly no and then finally like there's this moment where he goes back and reads mm. he because in that they have a fight and she's like where's the guy who wrote me these letters and he's like i didn't write this shit <laughs> <laughs> and so he starts reading him and he's like oh so anyway yeah. um it's really cute i highly recommend it it wasn't a big a big movie again not a lot of people know about it but it's a great rom-com and just a great overall cute movie yeah so all right. Uh, anytime I can talk about this movie, I will because I love it so much. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. Uh, Patrick, what do you have for your number four? Uh, my number four on this list is Romancing the Stone um, from uh, Robert Zemeckis. It stars Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner with supporting roles from Danny DeVito and Alfonso Oro, who I usually think of as El Guapo from The Three Amigos. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> it's just really wonderful. It got a sequel. Um, but I, I wish it had been like full, you know, uh, Indiana Jones treatment and we were still getting sequels today because it's it's mm -hmm. just a really fun adventure story. And uh, and I'll, I'll watch it anytime it comes on. Same same as others. It's just really fun. And and I think it's probably the most charismatic stuff that Michael Douglas has ever done. And I, I like him mm -hmm. and stuff, but I I think it's it's the stuff that that I, I really latch on to the most from him. Yeah. He's so just like, I can see him really being that guy, like just so suave yeah. and like so confident and full of himself. Um, spoiler alert, Romancing the Stone is my number three. Okay. Love that movie so much. Oh my God, I love that movie. I'm so happy you picked that. Um, <laughs> Casey, do you have it? That would be my numero uno. Honorable oh, okay, nice. Oh, honorable mention or on your list? Yes. Honorable mention. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Like, but yeah. still, it's a great, 
great fucking movie. I yeah. love Romancing the Stone. I love Jewel of the Nile. Jewel of the Nile. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and there should have been more, but there aren't. Yeah. Romancing well, I mean, the Stone is just amazing. Yeah. It's one of those ones now where you almost can't go back and do it. It's been too fucking long, and Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner are old as shit. Yeah. yeah, but Kathleen Turner could still do it. I, I I would go see Kathleen Turner in this movie today. She's <laughs> she's phenomenal. I love her. Yeah, she's amazing. I mean, I I love her and everything. I love Serial Mom. I love um, War of the Roses. But yeah, I even love just, her as Chandler's Body Heat dad. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, but uh, Body Heat I think was her first one, um, and she's phenomenal in that. And I Body think we have the the man with two brains coming up soon. Um, so Jessica nice. Stucking Rabbit. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yes. Yes, I forgot about that. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Remains in the Stone. Awesome. Did it? Oh, what is the name of it? There was a movie that came out like a year or two ago that was... Sahara. No. It, and they never said this oh. is what it was, but it's basically a remake of Remains in the Stone. Yeah. Sahara. It, it Sandra, had Sandra Bullock. Bullock. Not Sahara. Yeah. Oh, freaking... Yeah, I think Chris Hemsworth was in it, right? Or somebody uh, yeah. like that. The Lost City. Oh yeah, it was Channing Tatum. Um, Channing Tatum and Brad Pitt. Oh yeah, all three of them were in it. Yeah, yeah, and it was really cute. As soon as I saw the preview, I'm like, I watched this movie already. It was called Romancing the Stone. <laughs> yeah, because she's a she's a romance novelist again, mm -hmm. right? And yep. it's about like her like encountering the heroes of her own stories and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it was really funny though. If, if people listening haven't seen it i'd recommend it it's not like you know oscar worthy material but it was definitely really funny yeah so. i'll check that out all right um casey what's your number four my number four is not my girl <laughs> casey thinks you know my girl's a romantic comedy <laughs> i'm just saying what i found on freaking google so b-i-t-e bite me all right, let's go ahead and just get it out of the way, rip the Band-Aid off, because of the fact that we both have the display name link, but um, can't buy me love. Nice. There you go. There, there's just something intrinsically funny about the whole concept of the nerd who is the nerdiest of all nerds. and <laughs> Not anymore. Hashtag Ultimate... McDreamy. Woo. Well, no shit. <laughs> I mean, how many years, how many decades did it take him to finally get freaking Grey's Anatomy after Can't yeah. Find Me Love, though? Hey, he but he also having... wouldn't have been in that movie if he wasn't adorable in the first place. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, you have to have that. Otherwise, the whole transformation from nerd into right, yeah. to chic, yeah. Yeah. it doesn't work. You well, can't do the right, lover boy. glasses off. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah I mean, well, Loverboy has its moments as well, but it's still, it's not can't buy me love. Um, <laughs> you know, it can't buy me love is funny. It's sweet. It's kind of problematic at times, you know, for sure. Geeky, yeah. Geeky nerds buying um, the services of the head cheerleader for one month. Yeah. So, but he technically helped her out and she helped him out. It wasn't like yeah. he, he didn't pay her to, 
fuck him. Like he no, just but said, it, hey. it is. It does seem like a little OnlyFans-ish to be it like, does. I'm going to pay you to pretend to be my girlfriend for a while. <laughs> but I mean, you get to the end of the movie when her, Cindy's boyfriend, Bobby, comes home from Iowa. And they literally, he finds out about what's going on and literally that makes you a prostitute and then storms out of the freaking house yeah, yeah, yeah. on New Year's Eve. Hey, I love when she's telling them all off and she's like, at least I got paid. <laughs> um, so, oh, sorry. No, I'm done. Okay. So Casey already knows and anybody else listening probably knows Can't Buy Me Love is one of my all-time favorite movies. It's easily in my top five 80s movies. I did not put it in my top five on this list because we just talked about it. Um, oh, okay. We just did movies with a song title. And oh, okay. Can't Buy Me Love was my number one. So, yeah. Um, did you have yeah, this? I'm not going to lie. If you hadn't brought it up, I probably wouldn't even remember to put it on my list tonight. Yeah. Yeah, I did not have Can't Buy Me Love on my list. Okay. Yeah. Oh, God, I love that movie so much. And I so modeled oh. my fashion after Cindy Mancini. <laughs> my fashion icons were like Cindy Mancini, the Heathers, and then into the 90s, it was everybody from 90210 and from the movie Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Like, that was it. Okay. Those were like my fashion icons. <laughs> Didn't the, the actress passed away recently, right? Or in the last few years the the love yeah. interest from can't buy me love yeah amanda peterson she passed yeah, a while right. back but yeah it was really sad yeah all right um well my number four is um this is oh my god my train of thought has derailed from earlier today i can't think uh 1988 eddie murphy coming to america that's a great one <laughs> it's your number oh, two casey there you go yep i mean coming to america is like an ultimate love story i mean dude travels across the world and you know picks queens because it's called queens and then just it, it's right. so <laughs> that movie is so quotable it's so funny i just love everything about it and it's definitely a great romance story so yeah uh-huh 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 <laughs> did you see the sequel that they did yeah i was, was that all right or not really uh, it was all right <laughs> yeah i would say i didn't so our friend dre absolutely hated it but coming to america is like his favorite movie ever oh, okay. i wouldn't say i hated it i i'm glad i watched it but i wouldn't watch it again yeah well, I'm glad Eddie Murphy's having something of a resurgence lately because he's still great. I really liked him in yeah. that uh, the Netflix movie about uh, Rudy Ray Moore that they did the Dolomite movie. Oh um, yeah, yeah. It was it was really fun and and he's obviously still great. So yeah, glad glad he's I, working. See, Dre's reaction to coming to America is the one I fear I'm going to have when Beverly Hills Cop Four comes out. Oh god. Beverly Hills Cop for me is like coming to America for Dre. Yeah. And if, if that movie tanks at all, even slips in the slightest, I'm going to be freaking pissed. Yeah. I, I don't know how you recreate that energy this many years later with, I mean, first of all, That's I'm a little, problem. 
I'm scared to see Judge Reinhold because he was such a huge crush of mine. I don't even know what he looks like now. <laughs> I do, and you're not going to be impressed. I like dorky guys. <laughs> I was so hot for Judge Reinhold. <laughs> um, People do not age well. Well, you know, it's fine. It's it's aging. It is what it is. But, um, yeah. Coming to America, fantastic. I I didn't... We were talking about Eddie Murphy, the, the Netflix movies. I did not like that one with Jonah Hill. I can't remember what it's called. Is it called You I'm People? Sure, but... I think it's called You People. Oh, is yeah, that the, like, like the flip guess who's coming to dinner yeah. type story? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I really Which thought I was going to like it, but it wasn't that good. There, there was a... They did the same thing in a movie that was just called Guess Who... Yes. With, I think Bernie Mac was the father in that version and of the story. Ashton Kutcher, right? Mac, right, yeah. yeah. Ashton Kutcher, yeah. It, the movie was just super uncomfortable and not in a good way. Like, I know sometimes stuff that can make you uncomfortable can also be funny. Like, right. But to me, it just felt, I don't, I don't know. It kind of hurt my heart a little bit, but maybe I just took it too seriously. I yeah. Know. I mean, usually the like frustration comedies like that, like a lot of um, Ben Stiller's work falls into that category mm-hmm. and like the whole the whole meet the parents uh mm-hmm. series like it's just like super uncomfortable the whole time and you just don't want to be there yeah well and the whole I, I don't know the whole dad's having the like feeling of ownership over their daughters just creeps me out anyway like yeah please be a good father watch out for your kids but it's like okay you're being a little extra right now yeah anyway <laughs> Okay, so, sorry, Patrick, did you have Coming to America? Did I ask you that? I did not. Okay. All right, well, what is your number three? Uh, my number three is the one that I that I most suspect that we'll all have on our lists, and that is When Harry Met Sally, uh, 1989. So that's from director Rob Reiner, mm-hmm. and it's obviously Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan and their best friends, played by Carrie Fisher and Bruno Kirby. Bruno Kirby was so cute. Yeah, he's awesome. I have him again in the list still, so <laughs> he'll Ooh. come back for one more title. Okay, um, nice. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, this one is one that uh, it's just like the writing is so tight. I mean, every Rob Reiner movie kind of yeah. does that, where the people are so well-rounded and the conversations they they have are so fascinating that you're mm-hmm. just hooked on every word of it. And he just found the perfect cast to deliver what what he had on the page, and it's just really really fun. Yeah. Well, and I love the whole, you know, at the very beginning, you're getting the whole men and women can't be friends thing. And it's just right. like, I mean, you don't, I, I'm going to say Casey and I would be an example of how that is not true. But mm-hmm. a lot of times what he said is true. There's maybe right. one person at least that has attraction to the other one. And so you can never really be friends. And it's just like, people don't want to admit that, but. <laughs> right. Uh, and not, and not that's nice. basically the central premise of the film. He opens yeah. with it so that it's like. Right, right away, you know what this is about. Yeah. And yeah, that that restaurant scene will live forever in my memories. It's one of the best things ever. Yeah. Because it's so true. I what she's having. Every, every guy thinks it has never happened to them. And most women <laughs> say they've done it. So you do the math. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. Well, an- I mean, even if you don't want to label your partner as horrible, I mean, just come not everybody's going to have or deliver on an A level every freaking time throughout <laughs> their entire freaking life. Yeah. It's it's not an insult on your manhood. Sometimes we just can't get there. 
So, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else to tell you, but every guy's like, no, nobody's ever done that with me. And then she just, man, she was amazing in that. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So Casey, you said that was on your list too. Yep. Number three. Um, and I would have to tend to agree that casting was incredibly perfect top to bottom. And yeah. Amanda and I can attest to the fact because we did a special episode on an evening at the movies, what, back in February, where we recast the movie. And yeah, and that one you just have to go with the same people over again. Well, <laughs> yeah, we, you really, we recast you, them with current actors. Instead yeah, of actors yeah, from but I feel like yet. I would just could be like, ah, they could still do it. <laughs> just get the I same mean, they people. probably could. <laughs> Except for Carrie, yeah. obviously. But, oh, uh, actually, yeah. both both friends are gone now. Carrie probably could freaking still, even from the dead, come back and play that part again. Yeah, I mean, it literally it it's an amazing movie. It's an amazing story, and I personally wish that we got more directorial work from Rob Reiner, just because of the yeah. fact that he's. Oh, insanely yeah. talented yeah director. really great track record i've got and our throw, throw mama from the train when harry met sally um sleepless in seattle was him right sleep yeah uh yeah stand uh, by me stand by me misery you know all epic movies yeah so definitely great yeah, we had fun, we had fun recasting that. I had a real hard time with Harry, like who I, I feel like Emma Stone would be the perfect Sally. Like if I could recast Sally, I would love it to be Emma Stone, or maybe Anna Kendrick. But yeah, it was it was difficult. Um, the diner customer was our favorite. I picked Jennifer Coolidge. I feel like. Oh my God! Yeah, that would be awesome. Jennifer Coolidge would deliver. I'll have what she's having, like nobody else. Yeah. I think I went with Betty White. Yeah, just fair. Um, so I did not put Harry Met Sally on my list because it was super obvious, but I 100% agree with it. It's one of my favorite movies of the 80s and overall. So great pick. Cool. Um, my number three was Romancing the Stone, which we talked about. So now we're to number two. And Patrick, it's on you. All right. Um, my number two and my number one are both movies that we've covered on our show. So okay. this is back to the early 80s. This is 1981. And uh, my number two is Arthur, directed yes. by Steve Gordon with Dudley Moore and Liza Minnelli. And uh, he has uh, John Gilgood is his uh, butler slash best friend. And Barney Martin is Liza's father. Um, and the it's just incredible the performance that dudley turns in in this movie it was career making for him uh mm -hmm. it was something that that he became known for and people thought that he like talked that way in his real life um even though he was technically impersonating like his his partner in stand-up comedy um with the whole drunken act but um mm -hmm. it's just the two of them have the most insane on-screen chemistry him and liza are so so funny together you could not have made this movie with two other people they would it would just have fallen apart it would have fallen on its face john gilgood despite not understanding the concept and not thinking that it was funny on the page delivers the most perfect deadpan performance his like <laughs> endlessly tired with dudley moore is is so entertaining and uh and he didn't even he didn't even know why it was great when he was doing it and it ended <laughs> up being like one of his most like 
uh, well-received performances in his entire career. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't be done with that guy? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was well, that's just... the thing though, is that he clearly loves him too. Like that, like you can feel the love in every mean thing he says to Arthur. Mm -hmm. You can tell that this is like, this is fatherly advice that he's giving this person. Right. Yeah. He's like his, um, Alfred. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Very much that way. Yeah, literally. That is awesome. I did not have Arthur. I thought about it, but, um, I need to go back and rewatch that. I haven't. I watched it so many times as a kid, and I haven't seen it in forever. I need to go watch it. It holds up really well. It's I'm very here. funny. And 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 Barney Martin, I think, is underappreciated as her father in the movie because he's like, like at first he's like, oh, who's this guy that that's dragging you around? And then when he finds out he's a billionaire, he's like suddenly a hundred percent on board with it. Like you need to lock this down. This is right? gonna work out for all of us. And then like when they break up, he's more heartbroken about it than she is. <laughs> it's just uh. It's really, really funny. <laughs> like Lisa's dad in Coming to America when he finds out Akeem's a prince. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, exactly oh. like that. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, Casey, did you have Arthur? Uh, it's actually my number two honorable mention. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. But, yeah, it, no, it's a great movie. Dudley Moore is an incredibly talented actor. And, I mean, he, well, yeah, obviously was. <laughs> but um i mean arthur i even loved arthur too on the rocks yeah it's, and, it's fun it's, it's not as fun as the first one but it's still no, great no i mean uh, it's one of those that falls into the category of that's a sequel that probably shouldn't you should have just left the original alone I, th I think it could possibly have been great, but unfortunately, Steve Gordon, the, the guy who, who directed the first one, passed away very shortly after the film came oh, out, like wow. very yeah. unexpectedly. Um, and so uh, it's possible he would have come back to direct a, a second film, and it might have been better in, in that case. But uh, they, they took a while to get to it, and it, it didn't really have the same strength as the first one they kind of retread a lot of the like suddenly he's back with the girl from the beginning of Arthur and and it, it feels like it. it it is a little redundant for a sequel, but it's it's still enjoyable. Yeah, and I mean, even I love even seeing him in like Santa Claus the movie, like Father Like right. Son with, with Kirk Cameron. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I've seen. I don't think I've seen Dudley Moore have a bad performance in anything that he's done. No. Yeah, he's and amazing. on top of it, I mean, truth be told, if you get caught between the moon and New York City. <laughs> The best that you can do is fall in love. Hashtag, we love yacht rock. Yeah, we just <laughs> we just did on um, masturbators. We did a yacht rock bracket, and it was me and Casey and our friend Harvey. And Arthur's theme went a long way. Yeah, I we, think that won the Oscar that oh. year for original song. I think it did. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, Christopher Cross went a long way. Period in that tournament. I mean, there was like. Four songs, I think, that were his. Yeah, Chris right, yeah. was on fire. <laughs> Sailing. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't get me started. Casey. Uh, Hashtag, she likes to sing. I, I love to <laughs> sing. Yeah. Oof. Anyway, uh, I sing a lot and I'm terrible at it, but I don't care. <laughs> so it's kind of a problem. Although I did have two karaoke people from a podcast tell me they would do karaoke with me after hearing me sing. So I can't be that bad. 
Yeah, they I, said I'm they the... would go on a nationwide tour and karaoke with everybody on the show. <laughs> that sounds fun, actually. Yeah. I'm I'm definitely the singer on our show, but I I'm also not as great as I like to think I am. Yeah. Oh, I know I'm not great. I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, Casey, what was your number two? Or have you said it yet? I'm sorry. Coming to America. That's right. Okay. Sorry, I forgot. Oh, okay. Right. No, you're All fine. Right. Okay. My number two and number one are both from the same year. Um, so that's kind of because you said yours are too, right, Patrick? Yeah. No? Yeah. yeah. So. We're going to 1987, and okay. my number two is another movie. Well, both of them are just all of these movies are movies that I watched over and over and over and over in my childhood. And watching yeah. them later on, when I understood some of the humor was way better, but even still, <laughs> not understanding it, they were great. Yeah. Um, Goldie Hawn, Kurt Russell, Overboard. Overboard. Yep. Definitely. That that's an honorable mention for me. Overboard is just, again, a little problematic that he takes this amnesiac right. woman and makes her become his fake wife and raises kids and whatever. Like, he obviously, literally kidnaps her. Yeah, he, yeah, he literally yeah. kidnaps her. So, obviously, on a in today's realm and e even back then, really, that's not something that could ever happen or should be remade. But which I know they did remake it. But right, Overboard is just so good. And I love Goldie Hawn, and those kids are fucking hilarious. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just so cute how, like, you know, she really starts to become a mom and become a wife to this family, and then, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, I never get sick of Overboard, so that's why I had to have it on there. So I haven't seen the remake, but I, I feel I like... Either casting Anna Ferris and doing a gender swap for each of the characters actually mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Because um, I, I really like her in, in most Me of what too. I've seen from her. So I, I feel like that that's probably still at least enjoyable, but I haven't checked it out. And I forget the I actor's either. name, but I, I really like him. Um, I I want to say I don't think I knew who he was, but I recognize his face. I can't remember his yeah, name either. I, he was, I forget what his breakout role was, but I, I worked on, um, I did dailies processing for a movie he was in called How to Be a Latin Lover, um, where he was the main character of it. And it's very, very funny. It's directed by one of the guys from the state. Um, and okay. it's, it's super, super funny. I definitely recommend checking it out because it kind of flew okay. under the radar. I don't think people, I think the title probably, uh, turn people away from it because they were like i don't get what this movie's about but uh, it's that like would turn me to it and, <laughs> yeah it's it's very very funny uh, i would okay. i would definitely recommend it how to be a latin lover i'm writing it down um i love anna ferris and anything too i mean the house bunny is one of my favorite movies so i'm like <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, she's great i just haven't watched it yet but overboard is just one of those movies i never get tired of and kurt russell could get it so yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we are down to number one. Uh, I'm interested, Patrick. I can't think of what you have from that early. So what do you got? Uh, it's Maybe it's a weird pick, but it's just one that I happen to have a very uh, strong affection for, and that is uh, Albert Brooks' Modern Romance. Um, and it's such a bizarre okay. romantic comedy because... Uh, if you're paying attention, you really desperately don't want this couple to end up together because <laughs> he's he's just such a terrible person. The whole movie is about how insane he is and about how much Catherine Harold needs to get the hell away from him. But, you know, they keep coming back to each other. She just, for some reason, is endlessly patient with him. 
very forgiving to all of his nonsense. Um, but the dialogue kills me. Every single scene is so funny. His coworker is played by Bruno Kirby in the movie and, uh, and is like okay. constantly trying to cheer him up and straighten things out and uh, gives him a bunch of like drugs to like make him happier. And uh, oh, he's no. like, too many of them too fast. And there's this really wonderful scene that Albert Brooks has with his real life brother, Bob Weinstein, um, where he's like trying to like oversell him on a bunch of stuff at a vitamin store. And just, <laughs> I feel like they, they improvise the entire thing and it just kills me. It's so funny, but every instinct, every little face, every noise that Albert Brooks makes in this movie is a hundred percent perfect. And I love it. And Catherine Harold is gorgeous in this movie. I mean, she's gorgeous yeah. in everything, but she's, she's so beautiful here. Okay. I've actually never seen that. So well, I highly recommend it. I wrote it down. Interesting. I loved Albert Brooks, too. So Yeah. He, he, when he was younger, I feel like he reminded me of, like, James Caan a little bit. Sure, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I don't that. know. But he he yeah. even has to look to him. Yeah. Okay. Well, oh, that makes me happy. It's a movie I haven't seen, so I definitely have to check it out. Um, Casey, have you seen it? Very long time ago. Okay. And only like cool. once or twice. But yeah, great it's choice. a great movie. I mean, stuff from that early is obviously stuff I, I would have had to, because in 1981, I was three. But but I still have watched stuff from back then. I just sure, somehow yeah, that yeah. one must have missed my... Honestly, though, well, growing up in the 80s like that, I watched what my mom watched. So Yeah. Well, so much of the movie is just um, sort of a, a study on human jealousy uh, <laughs> in terms of this character that he's playing. And uh, apparently Stanley Kubrick was so moved by the performance that he like reached out to Albert Brooks for advice in like something that he was writing where he wanted to like get his thoughts on on some interpersonal relationships in a script he was working on. And that script was Clockwork Orange. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that was before that, but still. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, Casey, I have a very strong feeling that our number one is the same. So I'm excited to see what you have. I don't know why I have this feeling. How do you know? <laughs> okay, fine. Is it Star Wars Episode 4, Luke and Leia? <laughs> I'm your sister. I'm your sister. <laughs> okay, sorry. You sick, sick <laughs> pervert. They didn't no. know. Um, <laughs> true. Um, well, for one, um, I'm not going to give it away just yet until well, it's your turn, you so. are ready for me to give it away. Well, yeah, go. Um, it, it harkens back to a certain draft that we had a couple weeks ago where um, I used my number one pick to make Dre laugh and make his better half cringe. Oh, okay. That's not my number one. Go so ahead. We, okay. So <laughs> my number one pick in honor of the theme for my number one and my number two picks was, you know, honoring the great DeAndre Robinson. So we will go with, for my number one pick, the movie with the character Miracle Max Robinson in it. Um, <laughs> The Princess Bride. Nice. Yeah, that's all my honorable mentions for sure. Great, I mean, great movie, and Billy Crystal is fucking phenomenal. And well, yeah. every, well, everybody's incredible. In that everybody movie. is. In, 
incredible in that movie. I mean, even Andre the Giant is phenomenal, and he's not necessarily a very charismatic type person. Oh, I thought yeah, he was but... in this movie. I thought he was so endearing. Yeah, he's he's really great in here. But yeah, I mean, and on top of it, it was the end of his career, and probably just years before he passed away as well. So yeah, rest in peace, Andre the Giant. But um, great movie top to bottom um yeah i couldn't not put princess bride at number one yeah and on top of it i knew it was going to make emily cringe if she listens to this episode anyway so (laughs) 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 for for some reason um our friend dre his wife does not like the princess bride and neither do some other people jeremy and i think anybody who doesn't like the princess bride is batshit crazy (laughs) first of all i am not emily (laughs) No, Emily is it. not that shit crazy. No, she's not. But yes, yeah, <laughs> Well, you put down your rock and I'll put down my sword and we'll try to kill each other like civilized people. <laughs> that movie is so quotable. I am Indigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. And Mandy Patinkin is just a phenomenal actor. He is, and he's had a really good career. Like, he's yeah. just so amazing. I don't know if you've ever seen this. There's a viral video where he's getting interviewed on some morning show. And uh, and suddenly one of the hosts like looks at his phone and gets up and walks off stage. And the other host is like, his wife is having a baby right now. And like Mandy Patinkin gets so excited about it. And he's like, oh, my God, this is the most amazing thing that's ever happened to me. And I can't <laughs> believe that this is happening right now. Like he gets so excited for this other these other people that are having a baby. And like apparently he like met up with them later so that he could meet the baby and stuff like that. There's this whole story that, awesome. that branched off of it. But he just seems like the sweetest guy in the world. Mm-hmm. I've seen some cute TikToks. He needs to with come him, on and even get the movies. I would love it. Yeah, get him. I mean, can't hurt to ask. Um, yeah, he's just such a great actor. Like, yeah. And and Princess Bride isn't even like you know. I mean, it's amazing, but he's had so much other work that I think people don't appreciate. Um, and yeah, we've only had him in, I think physics. one title so far, um, and it, it was like a just a random guest appearance as a cab driver. But he makes his appearance known, like he's mm-hmm. he's such a character in the movie, even in his like one short scene mm-hmm. that he has. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, Ron, he is really good on um, crap. Criminal Minds. Criminal Minds. Thank you. I was like, which one of those <laughs> crime shows is he on? Yeah. He was also on that Showtime one about the the uh, Homeland. Homeland. Or... Yeah, yeah. Homeland. Homeland was good. Um, yeah, Princess Bride. I again, I made it an honorable mention because it's kind of an obvious one, and I wanted to talk about sure. some other movies. So, my number one again, a movie I grew up watching. I've seen it a million times, and I never will ever get tired of it. Um, Kim Blue. Cattrall, Andrew McCarthy. Mannequin. There you oh, go. Mannequin. Oh, my heart. That's great. First of all, I think watching it as a kid, even though I didn't get a lot of the romance stuff, it was still cute. But the idea of being trapped in a big department store overnight by yourself was so freaking cool. Like, who didn't yeah. want to be able to do that? Um, And the dude from Police well, Academy. I can't remember his name. To these elaborate. Bailey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, Mannequin has a just a fantastic cast. I mean, it's, you know, all of these awesome 80s people, you know, James Spader, who is just so weird in it, but so funny. And, <laughs> you know, Estelle Getty and just like... Was that, was the first one Stuart Raffle or did he just do the second one, the director? Um, I am not sure. Because he has so many crazy movies like Tammy and the T-Rex and Mac and Me and the Ice Pirates. And I, I think he yeah. at least did Mannequin he, 2. He didn't do the first one. It was Michael okay. Gottlieb. Oh, okay. The director. Um, but yeah, I just, Mannequin is, and you get Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now, like freaking Starship, just 80s banger ballad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great soundtrack. And this, the creation of all those, you know, window displays and you know, Kim Cattrall being this mannequin and it just, I don't know. It's, it's a crazy story, but it's just so beautiful. And then the rest of the movie is just hilarious. Like the shenanigans <laughs> are top notch. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had, I had well, to say it's freaking my favorite. Meshach Taylor is Hollywood Montrose. Hollywood. Yes. Yeah. With the glasses. He was so cute. And whoever it was that played the girlfriend, um, I thought she was hilarious too. Andrew McCarthy's girlfriend. I can't remember. She's kind of like it's been so long since I saw it. Yeah, I don't remember, but she was really funny yeah. too. And I just remember her her suits with the big shoulder pads, like super <laughs> duper eighties. But yeah, I really want to watch that again now. I may have to go watch it soon. Love mannequin. Hashtag um, coming soon on an evening at the movies. Well, let's do it. <laughs> Oh, okay. So, uh, Patrick, do you have any honorable mentions that we haven't talked about? Um, I think the only honorable mention that hasn't come up is Big was the Mm -hmm. other one um, that I had on the list, which I feel a little weird including on the list because it's an adult woman and a child, really, (laughs) even if she's in Tom Hanks' body. But um, (laughs) it's it's just another one that's just such a sweet, fun movie. And and it it was really a star maker situation for Tom Hanks. I mean, he would have he would have done fine either way, but right. um, that was really a breakout role for him. Um, and him and Robert Loja in that movie together cracked me up too. Like it's just uh, really, really great stuff from them. Yeah. Big's amazing. And I wrote it down as well. So I guess I'm a creeper too. <laughs> <laughs> um, Casey, do you have any that we haven't talked about? I had big as well, only because of okay. the fact that we're smack dab in the middle of the top greatest Tom Hanks movie ever. We are on right at the movies and Very big nice. is currently in the sweet 16. So, you know, and who's big going hashtag, up but... oh, Hold on. Uh, How many did you start with for that? Um, uh, How many did we start with? I'm just curious what's been eliminated so far. A lot of stuff uh, has been, well, most of the, yeah. Most of the young, like, is, 80s, like, I can Big tell you right now. Big against Turner um, and Hooch. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so right um, now we're in the Sweet 16. So what I have, because we separated the bracket and we each do a half of it. I have sure. a, a Man Called Otto versus You've Got Mail. Turner and Hooch versus Big. Toy Story 3 versus A League of Their Own. Fucking gut punch. Um, yeah. And Philadelphia versus Apollo thirteen. Okay. You know what? You know what was a round one matchup. What's you've that? got you've got Mail versus Sleepless in Seattle. 
Ugh. And and you've got male one. <laughs> yeah. In that, wow. I, yeah. I definitely would go sleepless on that. But. I did too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, we, you've got male and sleepless in Seattle was a 50-50 split, and we had to go to a tiebreaker. It was. Uh, okay, that makes more sense. I think we but, started with 64, yeah. right? Or 68, wow. maybe? It was, so there's, got a, there's some um, deep cuts on there then. Yeah. Well, go ahead. I've got the sheet here. Go ahead and talk about your honorable mentions, and I can give you because all the number here. The website that he found somehow listed um, the first all four Toy Stories as his top four movies, and I was like, "Oh, interesting." No, Toy Story Two is not a top. Sorry, I love the Toy Story movies, but no. <laughs> I like two, maybe the best out of all. Really? Of them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I like three equal to the first one or maybe a tad better they're very close but yeah i, th I think i would put four at the bottom but i again it's of yeah. the toy story franchise i still enjoyed it so yeah um so yeah it's 53 and the rest of the sweet 16 that amanda didn't say was toy story versus road to perdition uh green mile versus uh catch me if you can Oh, that hurts. And uh, Da Vinci Code versus Forrest Gump and Sully versus A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Oh, okay, I haven't seen A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood yet. I'm so sad Dragnet is gone. <laughs> <laughs> was that, was He Knows You're Alone? Is that what it's called? He Knows You're Alone on there? It was like his first movie. It's a horror film. Oh, no, I didn't know oh. about that one. That's that's uh, no. I think the only Tom Hanks movie we've covered so far on the show. Ooh, I'm writing that down because I don't even know that movie. It's it's funny because I'm pretty sure that they just let they liked Tom Hanks and let him say whatever he wanted because he just sounds like Tom Hanks for the whole movie. Nice. Everyone else is like reading lines from the script and he's just like improvising stuff. And apparently, like the script called for his character to die in the in like one of his first scenes and the product everyone on the production was like let's keep this guy around like don't kill him in this movie <laughs> and so they rewrote it so that his character lived just so that he could he keep could... making jokes randomly that's funny i think the most obscure ones at least on my part were um news of the world and the man with one red shoe and... i worked on the trailer for news of the world really so yeah because I, I work at universal in the trailer department so um universal was was handling You're my new best friend <laughs> <laughs> right sorry casey i i don't know i'm so i'm hey. so obsessed with like i it was anyway it was always my dream to work in hollywood but you know what whatever um and then a hologram for the king which is one i've never seen but oh yeah my my co-host worked on that he works for oh, the nice. film financing company that did that one because it's okay. it's based on a dave eggers novel um, okay. who's one of my favorite writers. Um, but he, he wrote like the, where the wild things are screenplay. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, but good stuff. He also wrote the circle, which also has Tom Hanks in it. And that was on yeah. here too. Yeah. It, it played Apollo 13 in the first round. So it went. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's not going to work. <laughs> um, so nope, some it of, was not even close. Some of my <laughs> honorable mentions that we haven't talked about, um, Moonstruck. Oh, okay. Um, Roxanne, yeah, Roxanne, Roxanne. Is, uh, was another of my uh, of my runner ups. Um, Hashtag Splash. Steve Martin is fucking gold. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love Steve Martin. Splash, 
and um, 16 Candles. Oh, okay. Good so, stuff. Yeah. Oh, so many good movies. And actually, you've given me a couple of new ones to watch with uh, yeah. How to Be a Latin Lover, Modern Romance, and He Knows You're Alone. <laughs> that just yeah. sounds like a great horror movie. <laughs> yeah, there's there's uh, there's some weird stuff in that He Knows You're Alone, but uh, it's it's worth a watch, I'd say. Nice. Uh, did you work on any of the new Halloween trailers? I did. I worked on all of them. Okay, good. Can we have a quick conversation? I don't edit them. I'm an assistant editor, so I'm not. I don't actually cut it together creatively. Oh crap! Hold on. What the hell, you turn, what the hell you got to turn your camera off for this? I, <laughs> I know exactly. I know exactly where you're going. Hold on. Crap. <laughs> the camera got unplugged or something? I am having problems. Uh... <laughs> um... Hashtag you can edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's weird. She just I left. I she's trying to restart it. Probably. Good times. <laughs> no, that has got to be one of the, probably one of the most interesting jobs I could ever think of working in. Yeah, I'm just an assistant Creating editor. Trailers. So my stuff is, it, yeah, it's very, my, my part of it is very paint by numbers. I, I just take the shots they tell me and put them in the order that they tell me and send it out like that. Oh, yeah, I get, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. I have no idea what's happening. My, my USB that I use to have all my stuff plugged in is like, it's really acting up on me. So I apologize for that no worries is it going to mess up your recording or no i'll just it, it's still recording and i'll just edit out okay. that brief um okay so my question for you is yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> what goes into deciding okay you obviously kind of worked on it and you've seen halloween ends right um i, I yeah no? i've basically seen most of it i i i know that the ending of it if that's your question no what what i'm trying to figure out is that the trailer yeah is in no way what was the movie like what right. was advertised in the trailer was not what we got in the movie and so sure. it was such a huge letdown like i honestly thought halloween ends was a decent movie but i didn't yeah. think it belonged there because it because it was so different from what you came in prepared to see Right. Like the whole Corey storyline, like that whole thing, to me, that's a after Halloween ends. So right, right. you get this whole buildup in the second movie, there's nothing with, you know, Laurie and Michael and you expect this big thing. And then the whole movie's not even really about that. And Michael's right. living like a Ninja Turtle in the sewer. And I'm just <laughs> like, what is happening here? I just. That's perfect though. You can get the crossover that way. You bring the turtles in. <laughs> But I feel like, I mean, as doing trailers, do you ever feel like either you're showing everything that was good in the movie 
or you're showing stuff and it's going to kind of trick people into what the movie actually isn't the same thing? I, I think that's definitely the case. I think um, for the most part, trailers nowadays are are less worried about giving away all the all the cool stuff, you know, mm-hmm. because um, they don't really have anything to lose doing that. And people are so used to there being other things that they didn't know about in the movie that they'll go and see it because they're like, well, if this is what they're showing us, then there must be incredible stuff still in the film. Um, but I do feel like uh, at the same time that that trailers have been uh, drifting a little bit more misleading or they're very carefully built to appeal to a certain you know a, a certain group that they're like if this is going to be advertising on tiktok we need to make it look like this kind of a movie if it's going on facebook we need to make it look like this kind mm. of a movie so it depends on who That's they're pointing it at the age, the age demographics of that particular social media um all kinds of special considerations are made that's really fascinating. I didn't even think about that, honestly. Yeah. No. Hmm. Yeah, okay. that's a very valid point. And it kind of sort of mellows out my whole idea of feeling like I got ripped off. <laughs> oh, watching Halloween Ends made me feel like I just found out my favorite love song was written about a sandwich. Well, it was. <laughs> and I Turns stole out. that from a movie. But yeah, clearly, <laughs> it was about a Ninja Turtle sandwich. Oh, anyway. <laughs> Well, um, this, so this has been a lot of fun, and now I may have to pick your brain about other stuff, but I won't make you do work right now. Um, sure. <laughs> Patrick, tell everybody where they can find the podcast um, and any socials, anything you want to share so we can point people um, in the direction. Absolutely, yeah. Um, basically, I have all of our social media lined up on, uh, if you go to linktree slash vintage video pod, you can find it all there. We're, we're just called Vintage Video Pod on on pretty much every social media that that uh, people regularly use, uh, TikTok, Instagram, um, Letterboxd, uh, Twitter, uh, yeah, basically everywhere. So yeah, Linktree slash Vintage Video Pod, and you can find all our stuff there. We're, nice. we're trying to do some video stuff. We're stepping up our YouTube a little bit lately, so um, keep an eye there, and uh, hopefully that keeps growing. Awesome. I'll go find you on Letterboxd for sure. Oh, I, yeah, I absolutely. Like Letterboxd. We, um, you can see our rankings. We as as we've been going through like the entire year of 1980, I've ranked like 220 different films that we watched oh, for wow. 1980. So, okay. Yeah. That's very cool. Okay. Um, and I'll I'll share all that in our show notes too, so people can definitely come find cool. you. Um, Casey, what's coming up on an evening at the movies? Briefly. You don't want to go down. You don't want to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> um. No, I, I won't keep everybody with my usual diatribe on eight months worth of evening of movies episodes. But um, <laughs> definitely we've got the rest of the Tom Hanks, greatest Tom Hanks movie tournament coming up, um, as well as um, we may or may not be doing our Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest episode, depending upon how that works out. But we've also got some other stuff coming up. And evidently, Amanda and I will be discussing Mannequin very, very soon. Nice. Should be. Well, I I think we've talked about Mannequin a couple of times and wanted to do it. And it kind of just became one of those movies that just got pushed into the down the back burner because stuff popped up like Johnny Depp trials or <laughs> James Conn dies or, you know. I mean, 
we've gotten into a good habit of we try and stay up on like big stuff happening so we can pay sure keep things topical things yeah yeah we were fully engrossed in that johnny depp trial (laughs) (laughs) yeah um like immediately as soon as we we did a godfather tribute as well um okay so you know and for people who listen yeah and for people who have listened to the show since the beginning they know october is halloween horror fest month and that's coming up and september is always stephen king birthday bonanza month so we've got nice stuff that'll be coming up for both of those as well um i think august we're gonna try and tackle some superhero type stuff for the probably pretty close to the first ish time i think we've done batman begins before but we'll get we'll, we'll get into some of the other stuff like the popcorn um, stuff superman maybe a, an x-man movie or two maybe a marvel movie and then something off wonder the woman that, i mean i wouldn't be i mean i would love to <laughs> Rewatch anything with Gal Gadot in it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah me too. <laughs> so. We were we were watching Justice League earlier because it was on TV, and um, I said I said something. Yeah, I said something about Ben Affleck, and George was like, "That's my husband." He goes, "Give it your pants." And I was like, "Whatever, you would totally <laughs> leave me for Gal Gadot." And he's like, "I would never leave you." And I was like, "Dude, I would leave you for Gal Gadot." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, because. It- I've met George before. George is fucking lying like a yeah, motherfucker. He's, he's he would, lying. He would leave you for Gal Gadot without even blinking a fucking eye. I couldn't even blame him. I mean, I couldn't even be upset. <laughs> She's hot. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Um, <laughs> Patrick, thank you so much for being here. This was fun. And, um, you know, if the other people on your show ever want to come on or you want to collaborate again, that would be awesome. I'm going to go listen to at least your Halloween 2 episode immediately because I'm intrigued. Yeah, please um, do. I hope you enjoy it. And definitely, yeah, all 80s movies. Love it. So, um, everybody, thank you for listening. I hope everybody has a great week, a great weekend. And um, what do I normally say? <laughs> when, when life gets tough, <laughs> keep, just keep sipping. When life gets tough, just keep sipping. Goodbye. Ha, <laughs>